Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser. So grateful that you've tuned in. I'm so grateful for your support. Uh, you know, the holiday season is approaching, and if you'd like to support the ministry of Encounter, please go to thehopeencounter.org and just hit the Give button. We really need uh, a financial blessing this Christmas season, uh, this holiday season. Uh, things are tight, and uh, and we really, really covet your prayers and your support for the Encounter ministry. I want to talk to you today and tomorrow about how to overcome guilt, shame, regrets, fear, worry, and anxiety. I've never seen the body of Christ get so overtaken by those weapons that I, I like to call weapons of self-destruction. You've heard of weapons of mass destruction, but those are weapons of self-destruction. And I want to start off by, by sharing a key scripture. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says this, But we have the mind of Christ. I want that to sink in for a second, and I want you to really think about what that means to you personally, that you have the mind of Christ. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says one of the things that we inherit is the mind of Christ. Now, can the mind of Christ be consumed with guilt, shame, regrets, fear, worry, and anxiety? Of course not. An anchor two of encounter says, believe that God's love and power can restore hope and healing. If you apply anchor two to your life from encounter, it's going to demolish all the guilt, all the shame, regrets, fear, worry, and anxiety in your life. The key scripture for that is 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. See, the spirit of power is the Holy Spirit. And what we know about the Holy Spirit is that perfect love cast out all fear. And if you have perfect love living inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit, fear and the Holy Spirit cannot coexist. And when we believe we have the mind of Christ, guess what? We have a sound mind, a sound mind. God has given you a sound mind. He's given you love. You have love. You have the power of love through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, an encounter, I'm always talking about how to recover from fear, worry, and anxiety. And what, we're, what we've learned is that people with guilt, shame, and regrets, unhealthy guilt, shame, and regrets, deal with fear, worry, and anxiety as byproducts of their guilt, shame, and regrets. So get rid of guilt, shame, and regrets in your life. You're going to get rid of fear, worry, and anxiety. But the sad thing is that most people, even in the body of Christ, are stuck in a prison of these weapons of self-destruction. If you're listening today, I know that you've struggled with one or all of these things of guilt, shame, regrets, fear, worry, and anxiety. And the sad thing is that, is that so many of us have tried to cope and, and manage or at least convince themselves that, that we've got it under control but I want to tell you today that God never intended us to cope with guilt, shame, and regrets or even get it under control. He sent the Christ, Jesus Christ, to fix, to heal, to set us free once and for all, once and for all from all unhealthy guilt, shame, regrets, fear, worry, and anxiety. And the sad thing is that the enemy is laughing at every person caught in the trap of this debilitating emotional roller coaster ride of instability and ruin. And he even laughs harder at every attempt to dig out of this prison through our own coping and self-pride. And yes, you can add pride as the gasoline and fuel that will drive you to manage and cope with the guilt, shame, fear, worry, and anxiety in your life. And I can't help but think, 
How many of us are wasting years trying to escape these prisons of self-destruction? Now we know that fear, being afraid of getting caught and hiding out along with anxiety is the destination that unhealthy guilt, shame, and regrets lead us to. Now guilt, shame and guilt and regrets are the three biggest reasons why people don't come to a ministry like Encounter on Friday nights at 1301 Brandon Road in Nicholasville, Kentucky with a free dinner at 5.30 and service at 6.30. And every Friday, we create space for everyone just like we will uh, this coming Friday for every person to have their own encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I truly believe that what we do at Encounter, what, what we're doing on this radio program, what we're doing at Encounter, what we're doing in, in our Bible studies is needed before any revival or major move of God is going to happen in our church and in our country. And here's the reason why. When you get in God's presence, there's no room for posturing. There's no room for sin. There's no room for hiding. There's no room for shame, guilt, fear, regrets, worry, anxiety, and pride. There's no room for dishonesty. There's no room for phonies. There's no room for Pinterest Christians who post a picture of what they want others to believe they are instead of realizing who they are in Christ. People don't come to encounter because they're ridden with guilt and shackled with shame and ruined by their regrets. Shame compels them to come to me and tell me what a wonderful job I'm doing for those people. But I want to tell you today, you are one of those people. I am one of those people, and I'm glad I'm one of those people. You see, Sunday church has become a glorified fake paradise where just like the garden, they come, but they're afraid, and they hide. Because the fear of coming to encounter is extremely frightening, and they're scared to death to get honest, to get vulnerable, to get truthful with trusted, safe people, so guilt and shame gets demolished and healing can take place. Shame convinces people they've been rejected by God because significant people in their lives have rejected them. Therefore, many people believe they are something wrong. Guilt convinces people they did something wrong and that keeps them running. And regrets is all they have left when guilt and shame destroy their lives. And this sick cycle of sin, guilt, shame, hide, being afraid, blaming others, never taking personal responsibility for their own lives that started in the garden is crippling the church and it's crippling our society. And because of shame, because of rejection, because of fear, because of insecurity, people have this fear of getting honest about their struggles. It's, in other words, if I tell you who I really am, which is a shame statement and mindset, and you reject me, then I'm all I've got. And I can't handle another rejection and setback in my life because my shame and guilt has got me on the ropes of despair because my coping and trying to fix my shame and guilt is wearing me out and I'm tired and I'm beat up. And the one thing I want to tell you today that the church of Jesus Christ needs to be is to be, is to be completely authentic and honest before God and watch this and each other, the good, the bad, the ugly. We need connection. We need each other. We need community. We need groups. We need encounter ministries in our churches. That's why I'm doing this radio program. That's why I started the encounter ministry in California almost six years ago. We, we need encounter Bible studies to work through this stuff. We need encounters with the Holy Spirit so he can reveal and rip out the root issues of our lives. See, so many of you are reading books, but you're not reading the right books. You're reading the book of Xanax and Ziffendale, taking a pop, taking a pop of Xanax and, and a sip of Ziffendale every night instead of reading God's word that said he delights over you with singing and dancing, that he's mighty to save. You see, Jesus came to break the curse of the garden. 
Jesus came to break the curse of guilt, shame, regrets, fear, hiding, anxiety, worry, and pride. Jesus came to break the curse of sin, not just some of the sin in our lives, but all the sin and all the effects that sin has had on our lives. Listen, the power of God goes way beyond I'm saved, now I'll try and behave. You see, that's just trusting yourself to do what Christ has already done, and you're setting yourself up for a shame attack when you fail to meet the standard. Listen, I can't live up to God's standard. I can't even live up to my own standard, never mind God's standard. And when a standard is not met, then an expectation is not kept. And when an expectation is not kept, then there are consequences. And the consequence for falling short are the emotional tags and conditions the enemy produced in Adam and Eve, being afraid and always running and hiding from God. That's why the Bible tells us to walk as Jesus did. In Amos 3.3, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So what do we have to do? We have to put on Christ. We have to trust in what Christ did. We have to put on the new self. And we walk, talk, and live like Christ when we trust the Holy Spirit to guide us and empower us in every step of the way. Friends, I want to tell you today, the blood won. The blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross won for us. The victory's already won. There's, listen, there is a cost to guilt and shame. You know what that cost is? It cost me and myself. It cost me and my relationship with others. And it will certainly cost me and my relationship with God. And it will cost you in those areas. But Romans 8, 1 tells us, therefore now, there is no condemnation. In other words, there is no shame for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if I'm in shame, in other words, walking in shame, it's not that I've lost my salvation, but I've sort of stepped outside of Christ Jesus for a moment because I'm not walking with him. I'm not in Christ if I'm overcome by guilt, shame, worry, regrets, fear, anxiety. See, guilt, guilt left unattended turns to shame. And it's that shame. It's in that sweet little spot where guilt and shame, I think, where the enemy loves to play the same thing with conviction and condemnation. Now, conviction be, can be a good thing. It reminds us that we have an area that we have to repent and reconcile with God at the foot of the cross. However, if we don't act in response to that conviction, that little spot is where the enemy steps in and that turns into condemnation. But, that, but guilt, but shame and condemnations are tools used by the enemy to cause us to run away from God. And shame is going to lead us into something to cover up that shame because shame is of the darkness. And when kept in the darkness, it leads us further and further away from God's very best. Shame is the driving force to get legitimate needs met in an illegitimate way. And that is where the six cycle, where the six sin cycles of strongholds and addictions come into play. And one trick that either our minds can play on us or that the enemy can play on us is to make us feel like we're the only ones. And feeling like no one else in the world could possibly be okay with me because I'm not even okay with me. Have you gotten to that place, my friend? See, guilt says I've done something wrong. And if you let that fester long enough, shame will convince you you are something wrong. And it's not hard to find people in the Bible who can validate this point. I think of the woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. All that time, unclean, uncomfortable, uncomforted. She had faith, but she was also consumed with shame. Her faith told her that, that all she had to do was touch the hem of his garment. But how could she ask him in front of the whole crowd? See, her faith compelled her to chase Jesus down in a crowd. Her shame compelled her to do it without anyone noticing.
Her faith told her all she needed to do was touch the hem of his garment. Her shame told her to do it without being seen or saying anything. See how shame frequently can encourages us to hide in the wrong places. We hide in our homes or away from our homes. We hide in our house, our, our yard work, our housework, our iPhones, TV, our f- fashion facades, our education facades, career facades, Facebook facades, even pulpit facades. We hide in busyness and the procrastination. We hide behind the snarkiness and the humor. We hide in our gossip and our criticism of others. We hide in church. We hide in Bible studies. We hide in mission trips. We hide in church conferences. Listen, just because pride moves us to hide in our shame, it doesn't mean that our instinct to hide is completely wrong. It isn't. We do need to hide. We do need a place to hide, but we need to hide in the right place. And there's only one place to hide that offers the protection we seek, where all our shame is covered and we no longer need to fear, and that's the refuge of Jesus Christ. Colossians 3 says this Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Did you catch that? Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Jesus' death and resurrection are the only remedy for the shame we feel over our grievous sin failures. And if guilt and shame is going to get crucified in our lives, then there needs to be a death because a resurrection of freedom can never happen without a death and burial of that person or the weapons of self-destruction that plague that person. That's all the time that we have for part one of overcoming fear worry, guilt, shame, anxiety, and fear in our lives. Thank you for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show. Tune in tomorrow for part two.